You're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast with Lee Fulford, where questions about the Bible meet real life. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Bible in Real Life podcast. I'm your host, Lee Fuller, and I'm so glad to have you here. You know, today I want to get into and really discuss what to do when bad things happen. And for the sake of this discussion, we're going to call them storms, right? So when these storms happen, we are going to uh, look at uh, the Bible's response or what the Bible has to say about when these things happen. That's what we're talking about today on the Bible in Real Life. Make sure you're locked in. You got your earbuds in. If you're listening at work, you got your your car audio turned up. If that's where you listen to the podcast on your drive home. But either way, uh, thank you for joining us and let's get into it. But before I do that, I got to ask you, hey, are you following us on social media, right? Hey, we're on TikTok, the Bible in Real Life. Thank you for those of you that have gone and start following I'm so excited about what's going on over there as we daily go into um, different passages or different verses. Uh, As I'm reading through the Bible, uh, I like to share different insights and different things that I just come across over there on TikTok. Also, Instagram, the podcast, et cetera, et cetera. Bible in real life is the place to be. So let's get into this. And the reason I want to talk about... um, Uh, The reason this topic came up today is, uh, I don't know if many of you know this, but I am from uh, Florida, born and raised Florida boy, right? So this accent, I don't really know where it comes from because it sounds like Florida, but it's kind of country. So I just have this accent and I just try to work with it, right? But um, in, what was it? Um... But Hurricane Ian, 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 uh, landed uh, in Lee County. So I am from Lee County. And uh, on September 28th, um, 2022, uh, Hurricane Ian landed. And Hurricane Ian landed as a hurricane uh, category level four. Now, the highest you can get is five, right? Hurricane four means that sustained winds of 150 miles an hour, okay? So it wasn't just a gust of wind, like sustained. This is how fast the wind was going during this hurricane. And it landed and was very devastating to uh, Fort Myers, right? Uh, Lee County, particularly the Sanibel and Captiva Islands and such, because the islands, they were right out there in the water. But as you as it moved further inland, then many of my family members, uh, my dad, my parents' home, which is still there, and I'll be able to. I'll, as we go through it, I'll tell a little bit about what happened. But they were. Uh, I got calls from my cousins and uncles uh, that also were impacted by the storm, and then the storm continued to move up the coast of Florida, um, uh, and then it it hit us here in Tampa Bay. <coughs> And then went over to Orlando before coming out on the other side of Florida, right? So uh, as we were going through this, I heard so many different perspectives of this storm and what was going on. And it and it kind of brought up this question, you know? Uh, and I don't want to say 
Uh, you know, sometimes I hear the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, on this one, I don't necessarily want to talk about um, bad things happening to good people. I want to talk about what to do or how do we um, process when bad things happen to Christian people, right? How should we process these bad things that happen to Christian people? And um, so I'm going to kind of open it up a little bit. And when I say bad things, I'm talking about, you know, hard times, right? Um, and if you are alive on this planet, you have either personally experienced hard times or you've gone through it in community with someone else, right? And sometimes these hard times or these storms, as we're going to call them today, uh, come in the form of, of death, of a loved one, a family member, and so forth. Uh, maybe divorce, so the, the ending of a marriage, uh, illness, uh, disease, disabilities, accent, accidents, you know, and more. So these hard times, I mean, if we were to open up the mic and um, open up the line and listen to the different scenarios, there will be... Um, there will be countless and countless stories of these hard times, whether finding a job or someone getting sick or, or struggling with a child, whatever, right? Uh, cancer, different things. And um, I used to believe um, that as a Christian, I was immune to bad times, meaning, hey, uh, everybody knows Every believer is going to be, you know, skinny, rich, and happy, right? Uh, every believer, everything is going to be perfect in the life of a believer. And um, my experience has not held true to that. My experience um, around God's people for, for many years and as a child of God myself, uh, I, that doesn't bear witness to me that God's people are immune and always separated from these hard times, from these storms of life. So if we, uh, so I don't want to crush your bubble, right? Um, and make, you know, if you've, if you've been taught that as a Christian, you will never have to go through anything, I, I really question, you know, the, the person that gave us that, that teaching, because our Father, Jesus Christ, suffered. He endured things on the earth, right? When he was in heaven, okay, hey, heaven is heaven, right? But on earth, there has been suffering. Bad things happen to, and I don't want to say, why do bad things happen to good people? Not even why do bad things happen to Christians. Bad things happen to everybody. The hope and the benefit of the believer is how we're able to go through and how to process when bad things happen. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about processing or enduring the storm. So as we read in Matthew chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 7 verses 24 and 27, um, I want to bring to our remembrance that, that storms happen 
things happen. But here's what Jesus says about storms in Matthew four, um, in Matthew four or seven, 24 through 27, the Bible says everyone. So Jesus is talking and he says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on the house. But it did not fall, because it was founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine, and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blow and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So in this in this story, in this parable, Jesus is saying that, you know what? The rain is going to fall. The floods are going to come. The winds are going to beat on the house, right? But those lives, those people that have built their life, built their identity, built their understanding, built their faith on the word of God, their house will not fail. I want you to know that. I want you to be encouraged in that. Uh, When the winds blow, when the storm comes, those whose house, those whose life, those whose um, identity, faith, salvation is built on the rock of God's word, then your house won't fall. But those who don't, and we've met these people, we've seen these people, how when when the winds blow, when something happens, when you go to the doctor and, you know, the doctor has bad news, when you go to court and the judge has bad news, when you go to work and your boss has bad news, when you call your buddy on the phone, and he or she has bad news. Sometimes it crushes people, you know. When you go to, to um, I can remember a time in my life when um, we went to go, um, my wife was pregnant and with our second child. And we go and we say, hey, um, the doctor says, hey, there's some concerns about the health of the child, Right. Hey, we saw some markers or indicators, um, and we suspect that there may be some um, uh, there may be some complications. We, okay, okay. Now you, the doctor, right? I'm not making this up. There's not a web MD. I'm talking to the doctor, and this is what he's telling us. Good thing, my house is built on the word of God. So me and my wife, we listen. We, you know, I'm taking notes, right? We're paying attention to what the doctor says. They say, hey, I have to run a couple more tests, but I just want you to prepare you for what may be. And um, so when this happened, we prayed. We went to our father and we call, I I called my pastor. (laughs) Listen, I say, not only am I going to pray, not only is my wife go pray, I want you praying. I want other people praying. Listen, right? And um, you know, uh, bless God, their um, 
between the, the first test and the second test and the subsequent test, you know, there was relief. There was a change. God did what God does um, sometimes. And um, we have a, a bouncing, beautiful girl um, without without um, any delays or defects or anything like that. So I praise God for that. But um, what happens if that's not the case? Because I do know some friends that have received the doctor's report and for whatever reason, God chose to walk them through a different path one of disabilities or one of dealing with the ailments of a child. Both instances, the house can be built on the word of God, right? I am no way saying that, that, you know, if you have a healthy child, you are more spiritual because I know some heathens with very healthy children, right? Um, uh, you know, as this hurricane was coming, I got a call from a buddy of mine and he said, he said, I am so thankful that um, the hurricane did not impact Tampa because it was supposed to be coming toward Tampa and hitting Tampa at um, Category 4 winds. But it, it turned and, and hit Florida uh, to the south of us. And he says, man, what do I do when my good news was somebody else's bad news, Right. God turned the storm and it didn't hit my house, but it hit Fort Myers. How do I process that? How do I deal with these storms? Should I feel guilty for praying for protection for my family? Should I feel guilty for um, celebrating that God answered prayer and my child was ill? Should I feel guilty that I have been able to keep my job when someone else lost their job. The Bible says the rain, I mean, um, um, the sun and the rain shines on the just and the unjust, right? So the storms come, life happens. It happens to the good and to the bad. Like for, I could point to some unbelievers and say, man, here's some things that happen in their life. And I can point to some believers and say, you know, I've seen these things happen in the life of a believer too, right? The difference is, what do I do in the storm? How do I frame what I'm going through? And today, we're going to talk a little bit about how we frame or process or walk through when things don't go perfectly. So uh, in Matthew chapter 8, so in Matthew chapter 8, there's a story um, where the disciples are going to the other side. Jesus said, hey, get in the boat. We're going to go to the other side. Okay, they get in the boat. They go to the other side. So for those of you that want to follow along or, or want to go back and look it up, this is Matthew chapter 8. So Matthew chapter 8, 24 through 27. So disciples are going, going to the other side. And a storm came up quick because that's what storms do, right? You don't get a warning. You don't get a text message. Many times you don't get a... Um, a, a a, you know, three-year uh, fortune, you know, uh, prophecy that, hey, this is going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. Sometimes it just sneaks up on you. It just happens. It just pops up on you, right? You don't know how bad it's going to be. You get the phone, you answer the phone call. Oh my goodness. I just went in to see if my blood pressure, right? And I found this other stuff. But 
when these things happen, um, the storm in the story, the storm just showed up. Now, Jesus was sleeping. So in the midst of the storm, Jesus had peace. Our example, um, uh, the example that Jesus had in the middle of the storm was still maintaining his peace. And I believe Jesus maintained his peace because of his relationship with his father, because he understands and knows that God is God. He can have peace in the situation. Now, let me tell the story and then we'll go back and unpack the story. So uh, Jesus is sleeping. The disciples are afraid. The disciples say, Jesus, don't you care that we're going to perish? So they wake him up, wake him up. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hey, don't you care that we perish? Right. And, and then Jesus gets up, you know, oh my goodness, I was sleeping so good. What's going on? Jesus, 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 we're going to perish. We're going to die. You know, hey, this storm is unbearable. There's no way we're going to make it through this storm. This opposition, this instance, this circumstance is going to kill me. I can't make it through this. Jesus said, oh, you have little faith. And then he went over, talked to the wind. He said, peace. All right. Hey, hey, wind, stop making all this noise. Right. Looked at the storm and said, be still. Looked at the waters and said, be still. So Jesus stands up, says, peace, be still. And the, the wind stopped. The waters calmed. Right. Then the Bible says the disciples marveled at Jesus and they said, what manner of man is this that even the storms, I mean, even the winds and the waves obey him. Listen, when we're going through the storm, sometimes we do get afraid. Sometimes we do get fearful. But if we have a relationship with Jesus, we can call on him, right? Jesus was in the boat. Hey, they weren't crossing the river. They weren't crossing by themselves. Jesus was with them crossing, right? Uh, The Bible tells us that, um, and I love this. And many of us heard this as a kid, but as I get older, I'm telling you, the stuff I learned as a kid, now that I'm going through some stuff, now that life is happening, now storms are real in me, in my life. Psalms 23, verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why don't I fear when these scary, when these um, life-threatening things are, happen? Why, are happening? Why don't I fear? For you are with me. Listen. It's one thing to go through a storm without a faith in God. It's one thing to go through a sickness, to go through an illness, to go through uh, unemployment, to go through whatever your issue is, a divorce, a bad relationship, whatever your issue is. If you go through the valley of the shadow of death, you can fear no evil when God is with you and he promises it. Uh, Jesus promised in Matthew 28, I am with you always, even into the end of the world. Jesus told his disciples, you know what? I'm going to go. And when I go, some bad things may happen to you. But I am with you always, even into the end of the age. 
There's never going to be a point where I am going to forsake you, where I am going to leave you. When the searcher, when the situation gets darkest, Jesus' light shines more clearly and we can see it, right? So uh, that's, that's the first thing. Do you have a relationship with Christ? Know that we are not alone in the process, okay? Um, David said um, in Psalms 139, 7 through 10, Oh, where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heavens, you are there. You know, hey, we're in, it's, things are going good. Service is going great. I'm experiencing the blessings and the wonder and the majesty of God's goodness. So if I ascend to the heavens, thank you, Lord. I see you. I love you. And we, and life is good, right? But David also says, if I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. Um, If I take the wing of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. So he said, when things are good, thank you, Jesus. I know you're there. I feel your presence. And then he said, even if I make my bed in hell, even if I'm in the hospital bed, even if the principal has called me in and told me about this horrific incident that happened at the school, Jesus, God, your father is also there and he will hold you. Okay. So when the storm comes, realize that my relationship with God does not cease in the face of opposition. Your relationship with God does not cease in the face of opposition. Matter of fact, suffering often creates intimacy. Suffering often causes causes us to lean into Christ, to acknowledge his presence. They were like, "Uh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. Um, Don't you care that we are perishing? Don't you care that we are dying over here, right? We're scared over here. So many times um, the result of the storm, the result of the bad situation is intimacy with Christ because we depend on him and we rely on him. You know, there's been a couple instances in my life. Um, I remember in Iraq and um, going through, you know, with childbearing and different things, uh, situations that I've gone through. Sometimes you get to a point where this is out of my hand, right? Just like the disciples. Hey, this is the wind and the waves. I can't control the winds and the waves. But listen, you have a father. You have a savior that control the winds and the waves. When things get out of your hand, when you've done all you can do, like the preachers say, you know, and having done all to stand, stand there for, right? Um, when you've done all you can do, you have to know that my relationship with God is a strong foundation. I have built my life on the rock. So when the winds blow and the storm rages, my house is going to stand, right? Now, um, so the encouragement that I want to share with you 
through the storm is when things happen, we can depend on God when because we've had that relationship with him. Okay, so I hope this encourages you. I hope this lets you know that, hey, you know what? When I get the bad news, then it should strengthen my relationship. You know what? There's a story in 1 Corinthians. Um, well, Paul is uh, Paul is preaching, teaching, but Paul in the while he's preaching, teaching, ministering, etc., there is a thorn that he is dealing with. And I want you to understand this. Ooh, okay, I'm trying, I'm trying to I'm trying to teach it, right? I want you to understand this that Paul is ministering, teaching, he is discipling. He is leading others, and yet there is a storm that he, a thorn in his flesh that he is dealing with. So, can I tell you something? Even while you're going through, even when your situation hasn't been completely resolved, when your house needs repair, right? When the storm comes through, don't stop, okay? Um, Paul prayed to Jesus. Paul prayed multiple times. Bible says at least three times. Um, uh, I was, uh, 2 Corinthians 12, um, 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. Because of these surpassing great relations, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, Paul says, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Listen, sometimes the Bible's truth is counterintuitive. He's saying, I, I endure these hardships, these persecutions, these difficulties because I get to experience the strength of God. I have, so my family is going through the storm and here are some of the results or some of the feedback or some of the phone calls I got. My dad calls me and he says, Lee, you're not going to believe this. The tree from across the street fell down. I mean, this big tree, this tree has been growing since I was a kid. It fell down and it missed his car and it missed the house, right? So he's saying in the midst of the storm, I see God's protection. Yes, did they lose power? Yes, yes. Are all the utilities back on? They were off for a couple days. But he said, you know what? Through the midst of it, I see God's hand in protecting um, my home. 
I'm telling you, let's say the house is, um, so uh, let's say the house is you know, right, in, right in front. The tree on the side fell parallel to the house. The tree on the other side fell parallel to the front of the house. And the tree from across the street fell and missed the cars and the house. Why? Because God doesn't promise to protect us from storms. God does promise to be with us in the storm. And because he's with us in the storm, he can protect us through the storm. Another story, I talked to my uncle. My uncle says he went um, outside. No, no, no. After the storm. After the storm, he went outside to check the damage because that's what you do. When you're going through, you know, when you get a break, you do an evaluation. Where am I? How bad is it? Yada, yada, yada. So he goes and looks and almost half of his roof is gone. Like shingles are off. Parts of his roof are falling off. Fall. He said over 20 of the, the shingles and things that are supposed to be protecting the house are off the roof. They're broken. They're on the ground. He said over 200. That's it, 20? I'm sorry. He said 200, right? He says, and there was a hole in the top of the roof. And he says, no water came in the house. Do you hear me? Protection in the midst of the storm. And and my uncle, he says, listen, <laughs> I know I'm blessed. I know God is the one who protected me in this situation. He says, I see some that lost their house, you know, and God protected me from catastrophic loss. And I got another family member. This one is closer to the beach and their house did flood. There was damage in the house. And you know what they said? I lost my house. I lost sections of my house. And now they're walking through the process of recovery and figuring out what they're going to do, et cetera, et cetera. But they said, we made it through this storm. And as I thought about this, and now us in Tampa or me, I didn't experience, any, you know, I, got, I had leaves in the yard. Right. So there was not much. So I'm thanking God that he protected the house and there was little to no effect. My dad, they're cutting up the trees and removing the yard because now they can't go anywhere for a day or so. But he's thanking God that even though the trees fell, they fell around the house and he saw protection. My, un my uncle is thanking God because Though the roof was coming apart, no water seeped in, and now he's getting a roof replaced. And he's thanking God, saying, I'm blessed. And then one who did lose a majority of the house, did endure or suffer damage, says, thank you, God, for protecting my life and the life of my children. There's a story in Acts. And I'll close with this. There's a story in Acts. I believe it's Acts um, chapter 27. In Acts chapter 27, Paul is going is in another storm, right? And it said this was a horrible storm. They said, I think for two days, they didn't see the sun. 
and the storm just continued to beat and beat and beat and beat on the boat. And Paul said that God told them that they're not going to lose a person. Okay. They're not going to lose a person, but the boat would be destroyed. And what happened is the storm crashed, 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 destroyed the boat. And the people that were on the boat, I think it was like over a hundred prisoners, including Paul and different ones, over a hundred people. They made it to safety, holding on to the remains of the boat, right? The driftwood carried them to shore. Here is my point. Sometimes God protects us from the situation and sometimes God protects us through and in the situation. Why? Because your purpose is not tied to your material thing. Paul said, God told me that I was going to testify in Rome so I would not die here. And you've got to know that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. So this storm, this ailment, this disease, this setback, this problem does not define you because God has a purpose and a plan for your life and you will accomplish all that God has for you, right? God wants us to accomplish all God has for you. He will sustain you and he will keep you. This, my friend, is the hope we can have in the storm. God is with us. So we do not sorrow as those who have no hope. And you say, well, what happens, Lee, if death does occur? For the believer, the Bible says, precious in the Lord's sight is the death of one of his saints, right? For the believer, heaven and earth is better than where we are, right? The new heaven the new earth is better. So death or separation here on earth is an upgrade. So for those of us who have the relationship with God, for those of us called according to his purpose, those being conformed to the image of God, filled with his spirit, there is no, st- oh, ah, what is it? Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Neither height, nor death, nor persecution, nor peril, nor sword, nor anything can separate us from the love of God. Paul is saying, God loves you and God will protect you. Sometimes that protection, we will smell like a lion's den, right? Um, Sometimes we will smell like we've been through the situation, but... God promises us never to leave us or forsake us. Build your house on the word of God. And when you do, your house will stand. You will be delivered. And sometimes that deliverance comes in the form of taking you home. All right, man. Thank you, Father, for encouraging us that And reminding us that storms happen, the winds blow, the storm rages, the water, the floods come for everybody. 
But if you're in the boat, if we have the relationship with you, we can succeed. Okay. All right. Um, hey, this is Lee Fuller. You're listening to The Bible in Real Life. Things are happening each and every day. But God, he's there with you. All right. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> uh, I will talk to you next time. Looking forward to seeing you. How am I going to see you? On social media. Comment, like, share, post. You know, like, share, comment. Um on the things Bible in real life of this um, podcast was an encouragement to you. Go ahead and share it. You can share the podcast. Um, it's available on Spotify, Apple, Apple podcasts, whenever, wherever you listen to podcasts, um, because we want people to see and hear that, um, that God will sustain you even when bad things happen. All right. Bye-bye everybody. Talk to you next.